Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk TV Live. I'm your host, Barbara Barnett, Executive Editor of Blog Critics Magazine and Proprietress Editor and Chief Publisher and everything like that at Let's Talk TV, the TV discussion blog. We are having another Once Upon a Time special tonight. Uh, next week, we're going to have uh, a very special guest that's not let's, that's not going to be Once Upon a Time because... Once Upon a Time will not be on the air live next Sunday night. Actually, it won't be on the air at all next Sunday night because um, of the Academy Awards. Yay, who's excited about the Academy Awards? I am. I've seen almost all the movies that are in nominations, so I'm, like, really, really excited. Um, but next Monday night, I'm going to be having on Wally Padrezic from the Museum of Broadca- uh, Broadcast Communications, which is really cool, and we are going to talk about Doctor shows. Um, we talked about it on a panel about a year and a half ago and thought it'd be fun to do that. So that will be a special show. So tune into that. Um, Jerome Wetzel TV, if you are in the green room, I see a person in the green room that hasn't pressed a one to come on the air. If that is you with the 703 area code, press one and let me know you're there. Um, otherwise, I'm going to. Oh, ha. Huh? Is this Jimmy? Hello. Hello. Is this uh, is this James? No. Hi, you're on the air on Let's Talk TV Live. Um, I didn't know if you were going to just wanted to listen or if you had something to share with us or say. Who are we speaking with? Uh, it's Winston. Hey, Winston. Did you want to join in the conversation? Yes. Okay, so hang on a second. I'm going to put you back in the green room. Okay. I have Chrissy on the air as well. So, hi. Um, hi. <laughs> so hang on. I'm going to bring I'm going to bring you on in just a moment. Okay. So, we have Winston in the green room, and we have Chrissy on the air. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about Manhattan. It was epic. <laughs> I have been, like, all day I've been waiting to do this. I was so good. I, I wrote my review, my in-depth review, like, yesterday afternoon. And I was, like, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I was like, I want to post it. I want to post it. I want to post it. Because I, you know, after I posted my Friday article, which was um, after having seen the um, the screener last Monday afternoon, um, I was like, I I got so many emails and tweets from people saying, what was in it? What was in it? And I was like really being coy and (laughs) really getting people ticked off at me. So, but I don't give spoilers. And um, so now everyone has seen it. 
Um, and we're going to bring in uh, Winston and when Jerome Wetzel TV, and he, I know he's going to call in. He just told me he was going to do it. Um, so we'll talk about Once Upon a Time and Manhattan. So Chrissy, oh, oh, here he is. Hang on a second. Oh, he just hung up. He hung up on Uh-oh. me. Uh-oh. What the oh, heck? No. Call we're back. not worthy. <laughs> Either. <laughs> We're not, we are worthy. We are worthy. I, you know, it probably just got knocked off or something like that. Not knocked off in that sense. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hang That's on. So funny. Jimmy, oh, sorry. Jimmy. I was having a couple of issues. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hey, we have our panel back from last week, and Winston is in the green room, so I'm going to bring Winston in on the conversation in just a little while. Um, so hang on in there, Winston. I have not forgotten about you. So, okay. So I talked about Manhattan last week, and I said it was a great episode. So what did you guys think? Awesome. Incredible. And, yes, I'm I'm anxious. I have I have a few theories as we go on with this conversation. Me but too. it was really good. What about you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was definitely good. A lot of, you know, personal stuff. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and you know that's I mean once upon a time is as much about family as it is about fairy tales. Oh, so. what a family! Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, in my, in my review of last night's episode, I sort of likened them to the Ewings. Mm. <laughs> yes, I saw I that. There's not really a JR though. I mean. Rumble can be evil, but he's no, not no, he's, out to be evil, you know? No, he's not J.R. Oh, gosh, no, 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 he's definitely, I don't know, we have to figure out who J.R. is in this. I, I, I don't think know. there is a J.R., I mean. Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we have Regina, what about Regina, the, the no. step-grandmother, step-great-grandmother? I'm thinking, but, I don't know, man, I think Cora is more. Yeah, yeah Cora. I, I, I don't know that Cora is. Uh, interesting enough to be Jr., but she's closer than Regina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we have someone in the chat room, and I can never pronounce. Let's see. It is um, I Tackilshar. I I'm murdering this name. <laughs> I am murdering this name. Um, yeah, I thought it said Ishtar, but no, it doesn't say. It says Ilshtar. Um, okay, just call me Matt. Okay, Matt, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Matt. Matt said the drama, the drama got so emotional it was hard to sit through at points. It was really emo- – there was a lot going on, and let's kind of go through this. And I kind of made some notes. So I um, Forgive me for starting with Rumpel, but this was kind of his episode. And I kind of got – like on my on blog critic, somebody said, hey, I, I, I know this is sort of a Rumpel blog, but – and I'm like, well, <laughs> it's not. Um, it's not a Rumpel blog. It's No, know. we just love Rumpel. <laughs> Oh, our oh, man, oh. Okay, here. Matt says, yeah, it's Ishtar is in the box office bomb. Yeah, Ishtar with Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman. I yeah. never saw it, but I only have seen the posters. <laughs> and I remember when it came out, <laughs> tells you how old I am. Um, yeah, so, okay, so let's talk about Rumpel. So many things happened um, in Rumpel's story last night. Clarifications all. Um, the leg. Okay, so this is the thing. This is the thing. Um, I was really kind of disappointed a little bit 
with the leg. And I actually kind of said something about it last week. And I said, the leg was the one thing that sort of, sort of bothered me just a little bit. And it doesn't bother me from a narrative point of view, but yeah. I have it built up in my head that, you know, he was this important figure in the ogre war and he left because he had some sort of moral problem with the war. Yeah. And he didn't. And so it was like, oh. I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, I get that he was like, you know, he, he, he I think he, he just freaked out. You know, he didn't want to, he, he wanted he to be did. there for his son, yeah. you know, obviously. Yeah. And I, which is fun. I get that. Yeah, I, I, I totally get it, and I and I didn't criticize them for it at all. Um, no, well, but, but, I, I think it's our fault for assuming. I mean, yeah. if oh, you yeah. look at Rumpel's story over two years, everything has been about Bay. Yeah, everything. And, yeah, and you know, it only makes sense that that's what that was about as well, in oh, that perspective. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And what I said was, you know, and I and I specifically said in my review. I am not criticizing uh, the. I'm not criticizing Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis at all for pursuing this line. I just sort of had it built up, and you know, Matt saying, "Yeah, I think everyone assumed Rumpel injured his leg on the battlefield." Yeah, that's what I was thinking. To avoid fighting, and you know what? And again, I'm going to actually take a little bit of issue with that. I don't think he did it to avoid fighting. He Mm -hmm. did it to avoid dying. Well, yeah, he wanted to give his son what he didn't get from his father. Right, and and he didn't want to be his father, and yet, wow, he turned into his father. And by but, extension, so did Malfire a little bit, but yes. also because of Rumpel's fault, not because of his own. Right, uh, because of circumstance. How Shakespearean yeah. is that? I mean, <laughs> geez, that is like was, really Shakespearean. Yeah, and I mean, like, for me, I just felt like, I mean, I got why he didn't want to go, but it was a little anticlimactic, I mean. Because, yeah, because, yeah. like, in my head, I had conjured up this big, yeah. huge reason, and then it was not right. that. Right, and, right. Um, and I think that's our fault. You know, that's our fault for, like like Jimmy said, it's our fault for kind of building that up in our own kind of idealized yeah. world. And it just, um, it just wasn't and that that's fine that's fine i i kind of i understand that so um and and the ogre war you know it's interesting because it's not even though the the um episode um matt saying i found it ironic that mila actually didn't want him to fight at first i do too i thought that was very ironic she was pleading with him don't go yeah and She's just a woman you can't make happy. I swear. No, I mean, as you know, my husband saw it. My husband saw it. He's not. He's not a fan of the show particularly. Yeah. He indulges me because she. He knows that I'm like a huge Robert Carlyle fan, and you know. <laughs> and how can you not be a fan of Robert Carlyle? He's so great. I know. And so he. Uh, he saw. He's like. You know. He's. He's kind of watching me. Like says, "Wow, way not to be supportive." Mm. <laughs> yeah, she's not a very supportive wife um, or spouse of all at all. But yeah, um, but she didn't want him to go, and he went to you know to, to to prove that he was not a coward. And and when he left, it wasn't because of cowardice. And he's actually very bewildered at her, right? 
and her reaction, what do you mean? And he's obviously in pain. Oh, but I wanted to say the time period when he goes off to war, she's not showing. And yeah. when she turns, they have a baby who's a couple he months old. Baby. It wasn't but, that he went, he got there, and he hightailed and ran. He was there for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, it's and just she, interesting to me, too, that she was so, she just turned on him so quickly. Yeah, what a bitch. Well, you <laughs> know, it could also have contributed. I mean, what I was saying, too. But like you said, you don't want her to go in the first place. And we don't get to see her story because she's not a major character. But right. think of her sitting at home being bitter all these months because he went, even though she didn't want him to, and then finally coming to terms and peace with, well, he's doing the noble thing, he's doing yeah. the heroic thing, and then to have him come back the way he does. I mean, if, I, it is making a leap and filling in the story myself, but I can yeah. really see how she would turn on him in those circumstances. Oh, yeah. No, I can see that. I can no, see that. I could see it. I just was, I was just surprised. I mean, like, it, it wasn't because he didn't want to fight. He didn't want to die. Yeah, but, yeah, he, he, right. You know, and he wanted to be there for his son. And uh, the seer the seer angle was really interesting. How yeah, and I want to get to the seer. I want to get to the seer. So um, the first thing I want to talk about with that is, you know, Rumpel takes the power of, of mm-hmm. prophecy from her. Boy, does he not like, never learn? <laughs> I don't think so. He's so many no. thousands of years old and he doesn't remember. <laughs> or, you know, he, he doesn't, he, he tends to not learn his lesson, I guess. <laughs> he took the power he's from so like, I'm like, There's oh some my. anti-guy joke in here. Huh? I said, there's some <laughs> anti-male joke in here you guys need to make. <laughs> Because in the case of the dark one and and in the case of the seer, both times he's taking from them their burden onto himself. There's some literary reference or metaphor in there as well. And I'm trying to put my finger on what it is. Um, But lifting their burdens and taking them, it's like Job, you know. And And in a way, if you really having studied the book of Job, which I did, believe it or not. Um, I actually did study the book of Job um, a little bit. Um, but taking all of the that pain and burden off of someone um, is kind of, you know, in a way he is a little Job-like because such bad things have happened to him. Right. You know, really bad things have happened to him through his life. Um, he's had a lot of misfortune, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um but the, I, this prophecy thing—that was kind of—that um, was kind of interesting. I thought so. He's got this gift of prophecy, which is actually pretty idiosyncratic. He doesn't use it very often, right? Uh, or else, you know, how would he not know uh, that Henry was his grandson? You know, all of that. But what I'm seeing, yeah, I want to ask you guys about it. Is um, so. When you see him take all of this information, this data, and if you've ever seen Stargate Universe, first mm-hmm. season, and there's an episode called Human, in which the episode Dr. Rush um, is sitting in this neural interface chair, and he oh, gets yes. all of this data from the from the ship, 
from the destiny pouring into him and out of context. Right. And it almost kills him um, to get all this information. He doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't understand what to do. And it takes him almost a season to to figure it out. To figure it out, right. Pieces of a puzzle that he doesn't know how to fit together yet. And I kept flashing on that, possibly fueled by the fact that Rush was also played by Robert Carlyle. So. Right. <laughs> so I, was, I was like, huh. Look, I know that, that totally popped into my head when I was Did it? like, when I saw well, that scene totally. Oh, yeah. Well, there's there are multiple worlds, so maybe Rumpel is Dr. Rush. You Ooh, know? Wouldn't that be bizarre? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of. Well, you know, there's a heck of a lot of fan fiction out there. That's mm-hmm. a crossover between Stargate Universe and Once Upon a Time. Oh, that's, that's an interesting is, concept, actually. <laughs> well, you know, they have those portals, you know, in, yeah. in mm-hmm. right, and those portals. I said from the very first episode that I flashed on Stargate, <laughs> Stargate with the <laughs> with the portals because it's got that shimmery puddle thing, like in yeah. Portal, and, and they step through that puddle and into this other world. Well, that's what they do with the Stargate. It's a wormhole. So maybe right. they're all wormholes. So, of, you know, uh, portals, and, and, so. wait, 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 oh, one sorry. more thing on that, that, that. One more parallel. Do you know that they actually shoot Once Upon a Time on the set that they shot Stargate Universe? Really? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so neat. They hmm. do, yeah. Yeah, I, that came up in my interview uh, that I did with Joe Malazzi a couple months ago. That we oh, talked about so that. He's just like he passes cool. the studio and he's like waving to his old office, wondering if it's Kitsis and Horowitz sitting in his office. Mm. Oh my god! So anyway, that's Jimmy, cool, I'm though. sorry, I, I jumped. Well, no, that's, that's okay. I just, I speaking of portals though, like looking at Balfire's apartment when they find him, and this kind of threw me off the first time we saw his apartment. Doesn't it look like there's quite a few references to Wonderland? Yeah. So maybe he spent yeah. some time in Wonderland before he made it to our world. Yeah, yeah. And then there could be a whole core connection. I mean, there could be some other chapter of this. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing um, where Balefire has been. Now, his name, which must have some significance, nothing on Once Upon a Time happens without some significance. No name, (laughs) no thing, no ringtone. Neil Cassidy. Neil Cassidy mm-hmm. was one of the Lost Generation, right? Oh, uh, right. Generation, right. He was. A, he was. A, he was part of that. Um, you know, Allen Ginsberg um, uh, gang of of you know the Beat Generation. Right. So you know, I wonder. I I haven't actually gone back and looked at all my Lawrence Ferlinghetti and Allen Ginsberg poetry. <laughs> So you saying Ginsburg is the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland? Oh, that could be. Ooh, that could yeah, be. Yeah, that could be. Oh, I like that that analogy. That's kind huh. of interesting. That's huh. interesting. I, I know. I, that would fit. It, what, did you guys, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, do you think that he, I think he might have been to Neverland. Yeah. I think he knows Hook. Well, yeah. He could have been a lost boy for sure. Because yeah, he is a lost totally boy, literally. Right. Oh yeah, I think probably because he'd be hundreds of years old by now. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, right. He would certainly be. Um, so, you know, so, so maybe he's had quite a few adventures. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. 
Um, yeah, um, Matt says the Canadian promo for next episode spoils something major about Balefire. He yeah. actually <sighs> tells Emma that he's, you know, how old <sighs> He is. How but old you know he what? Is Think about stuff. Emma, though. Emma's not 28. Is she? she is well, it? technically, maybe. Oh. Well, no, you're right. Oh. Well, can she be? She, she was. She's from Fairytale Land. But she grew up in our world. She did. Yeah, she grew up in our world, so she's. But that she aged normally, years, right? In in that 28 years, was all that time in Wonderland. Although maybe there wasn't all that much time in Wonderland after she was born. That's right, because Wonderland was being destroyed. I mean, not Wonderland. Fairytale Land was being destroyed. Fairytale Land. Never. Yeah, no, she was a baby when that happened. Mind, so she's got to be about 28-ish. Yeah, yeah, But, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm sure there's centuries between Rumpel and Belle, and it works anyway, so. Yeah, you know. Right. You know, I'm going well, to let Winston come in on the conversation here. Um, yeah. He's been sitting so nicely. <laughs> Oh. Hi, Winston. Hello. Hi, Winston. Hello. Um, yeah, I've been listening intently and kind of just um, thinking about how old these characters really are. Yeah. And, and so, Balefire must be, should be around 330 years old. Yeah, at least. At least. At, at least. Not, if not a couple hundred. Um, I'm actually in the process of writing spoiler guys. I'm writing an article that I'm going to post sometime toward the end of the week, I think, um, that is actually looking at the entire dysfunctional family tree. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> so, That's a great um, idea. I started writing it, and I have trying to decide who to start with. But, um, you know, they're all sort of interconnected. You know, you have um, – Yeah. You have Charming – you have the Charmings and Emma and Balefire and Rumpel – and and Regina and Emma and Henry and 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 how do they all connect and what are their ages and when do they kind of come into the family and boy won't that be an interesting Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love that line. That was the best line I thought of the show. Uh, you know what? Great. Didn't I say that? I said that last Monday night. I said the best mm-hmm. line of the show has to do with Thanksgiving. Yep. You were right. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. well, what did you well, think? None of the major, all of the major characters in the family, there's not one character that's as important as anybody that we've included that's not related, you know? Yeah. Right, I mean, right. That, that really is you think core. it will, can get more convoluted? Um, yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it's going to get more convoluted. I just, what I really, really hope is they keep hold of the the narrative Bible. And that um, that Kitsis and Horowitz really, really, really do that, take that seriously. That was the one thing that was interesting. When again, when I talked to Joe Malazzi about Stargate, and I said, "How did you, you know, how did you keep that all, all those little story threads? You know, you you did something in the pilot that didn't come up again until season two, episode eighteen. You know, and how did right. you?" And he said that was all planned out. I mean, everything was planned out, which is much more true of British TV and maybe Canadian TV than it is of U.S. TV. Yeah. Well, and right now there's still only maybe half of the characters on Once Upon a Time as there were on Lost. So right. I feel like they're in good hands at the balancing. Right. And I think the core characters, and I think that's where they're really staying right now, is with the core mm-hmm. characters. And to me, you know, to me the core char- and and the and the 
Emily DeRobin fans are going to like hate me. Um, oh and, no! And I love no, no, no. And I love I love the relationship between Rumpelstiltskin and Bal. And yeah. I am absolutely certain, even though no one's told me specifically, I am absolutely certain that there will be much more of Rumbal coming. I, Yay! Because you know what? I, I hope so. I think that he's got to, um, you know, he's going to come back, and um, I. This is what I think he is going to realize that he has to court her, as if they, they don't know each other. Yeah, which is which. I'm I'm actually anxious to see that because I always, you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for that type of a slow Me build too. kind of. Yeah, I mean, duh, I'm a soap person, so there you go. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm anxious to see that, and it'll be nice because you know we sort of got I you know in Beauty and the Beast, of course, the Disney version of it. Right. You know, you do kind of see a little bit of courtshipping. You know, they like each other and stuff, but we didn't really get to see all that so right. much here. Right. And, and I, I really think like that's that. their way of doing it. Yeah, and I think it's going to be very. I think it's going to be sweet, and I think it's once she gets that memory back, I think that's going to be just. It's going to build up to that moment. And, and yeah, and I think great. that part of her getting her memory back is going to be the key to that. Is going to be yeah. courting her <laughs> and bringing her back that moment in but the courtship will be without magic the courtship will be, be without magic yeah because the he cor- has yeah. to impress balefire who probably will go back to storybrook with them right right and oh, yeah. the only way to heal belter magic um i uh, I, I don't know i i think he will get her memory back without magic and i yeah, think I don't that's think probably and that's probably what's going to be the key to bell actually finally really Understanding how much Rumpel really mean, um, how, how she, much she really means to Rumpel. Right, mm-hmm. I agree. I think that he is not going to yeah. help her with magic. I don't think he will use magic. I don't think he will need to use magic if he turns on his considerable charm. The magic of true love's kiss. The magic of there you go. Uh, That's uh, acceptable magic. It is acceptable. However, magic. however, don't forget that yeah, they're in Manhattan. Right, still when he get when Hook gets him, correct? He's yeah. just still in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So don't forget that Emma Boiling is alert. magic. You know, we, you, people have you know people have forgotten that. You know, we've had a few tidbits here and there. You know, things that have happened with her, but she is magic. Yes, she so is. Have a question is yeah, that so if if um if Emma is a product of true love and she has like this power, I mean. Couldn't you say that Henry is also a product of yeah. true love between? Yeah. And but so do what we know if he's true love? I mean, well, Bonfire and Emma, we haven't seen enough, I don't think, to judge if it's true love or not. Right. And But but we've also seen um, the, the Seer's prophecy that Henry is more right. than he appears. I mean, oh, I, absolutely. I, I feel we can assume that the, the young boy that the Seer referred to is Henry. And yeah. That she says he is more than he appears to be. Well, given um, her lineage, he has to be. I mean, right. that's a given, even without wow. the prophecy. Okay, so I want to talk about. I want to jump to that. Um, the idea, uh, because people really focused on that, is the the fact that Henry is going to be Rumpel's undoing. And mm-hmm. Rumpel says to the seer, "Well, I'm just going to have to kill him." Well, of course, people 
kind of immediately freaking out, <laughs> freaking out about that. And, and well, you get that shot of Rumpel's face that isn't so pleasant, even in the present day, you know, yeah, after you so hear that. He's thinking about it. I can't even begin to conceive a germ of an idea in my head that gold, present-day Rumpelstiltskin, has any intention of harming a hair on Henry's head. Yeah. Talk no. I really don't think he's going to do that. I think what they mean by the undoing of Rumpel, I think they're talking about his powers. Yep. I, I think and, that, that, yeah, and I think yeah. that's what that's what was the meaning behind that. Of course, and you know. In, ro- in, in romantic literature, you know, this woman is my, un- I, I am undone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And when I am undone, you know, when you say that someone is undone, in classical literature, you know, and Victorian literature uh, or Gothic literature, um, it means they are powerless right. in their eyes or in their presence. And I really think that that's the sense of undoing that. But I do, not- I, I, I do wonder if, and this is where it started to separate in my mind for me, that Rumpel and the Dark One are kind of sharing that same body. And even if Rumpel wouldn't harm a hair on Henry's head, we haven't seen the Dark One really come out in the current incarnation of him. Maybe this is where the struggle starts. Right. Like, this is is what brings the Dark One out, because the Dark One will want to kill Henry, even if Rumpel fights it. And I want to see that struggle. I mean, I think that'll be really cool. Oh, man. I think that's going to be amazing if they do it right. I can totally see that. That struggle is going to be with Carlisle in command of that character. Oh yeah. Oh man. It would be a waste not to. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. What a, and I would love to see that struggle. I think that what makes Rumpel a and you guys know Byronic hero person me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know I love to see that struggle and that to me yeah. is what makes a character so compelling. Exactly. Um, that line has to mean something. They can't just say. Oh, I'm going to kill him, and then Rumpel never thinks about killing Henry. There has oh, yeah. to be some struggle that, there. I think the struggle right. be there. You know, Rumpel's immediate family seems to be like having the strongest personas in the whole show. Well, I think that that's, that's by design. I mean, if you think about it that from the very, very beginning, and, and the Rumpelstiltskin, ah, Rumpelstiltskin was not ever, I don't think, at the very beginning from everything that I know about the show, <clears throat> which isn't everything, but from what you know about the show, um, I believe that Rumpel was not, in the beginning, intended to be such a pivotal, prominent, important character in the show. But they did give him a five-year contract. Well, but, initially. But, yeah, but it was a five-year contract to appear here and there. I mean, right. look at the the first season. We had other main characters. We had Sheriff Graham for a while. Yep. Then we had August. Yeah. We had uh, Jiminy Cricket throughout. And this season they signed Ruby. Just because they're main characters doesn't necessarily mean they're right. part of the core and of the a, show. And Emily DeRavin was signed. Right. 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 As a regular, mm-hmm. And Colin O'Donohue was signed as a regular. Colin, right. Um, but I think that, you know, if you look at the very beginning of season one, um, you know, yeah, Rumpel is in, a, in two scenes. Actually, he was only supposed to be in one scene in the pilot. Oh, wow. And they added that they added a scene because they loved the character so much. 
Oh, but yeah, obviously well, Carlisle deserves, job. And then he well, obviously in. Carlisle deserves credit for the way he plays the role, but do you think Jane Espenson deserves a lot of credit, too, because she seems well, to write these stories that really advance yeah, the character. But, but not all. She didn't write last night. She did? Um, no, oh, that I was assumed. Adam and Eddie. Um, okay. She, she's got, she did... Um, she did last she did, week's, right? She did last week's episode, yeah. and she's got the Miller's daughter. I'm uh, dying to see that episode. That's I am gonna too. Be really I'm going to actually me. see if she wants to. If she can come back on the show. I keep. I think. Oh, should I ask her again? Because <laughs> <she, laughs> I don't want to go to the well. Like, sure. like, come on. Jen. But she's like always so nice about it. She's lovely about it. Yeah, and I'll she's email so nice her and, and she'll too. email me back and say, Yeah, sure, absolutely, let's do it. Um, so it would cool. be lovely. So I, I am going to ask. Uh, I am going to ask her. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, no, she didn't. She didn't write last night's episode. She, but you know what? Even back in, and I didn't mean to, to turn this completely into a Rumpelstiltskin thing, but in the, in the, <laughs> I really, I didn't. I promise. It's also fun to talk about that last night. I mean, he's my on. favorite subject. So come on, he's a great. He's a lot of people's favorites, and I and I want to talk about Emma too. So I don't let me yeah. not do that. Um. Uh. So keep me keep me honest, guys. Um. But uh, oh, um, Matt says I understand. I assume Miller's daughter will be one you'll get a screener of. I have no idea. I was actually shocked to get a screener for Manhattan. Um, I was not. I was very surprised. I had I had the um the season premiere, and I had last year's finale, and I had a couple of other episodes. I had Skin Deep. Oh, I love Manhattan. Have the whole thing, yeah. even the twist at the end with the killing Henry. Yeah. Wait, wait. What did you say? <laughs> yeah. What did you the say? The screener they send you have the complete episode, yeah. even the unlike, ending with the. Unlike, unlike um, the season, uh, what was it? Season six finale of House. They mm-hmm. didn't. They sent the screener without the last three minutes, and <laughs> everyone. What? Like, yeah, oh I really God. do that sometimes, you know. Yeah, so that's why I wondered really if you got funny. the complete screener. They did not, because they changed. They actually changed the ending. They didn't tell anybody how it was going to end. Um, I had the doctor. Yes, I did. I had the doctor. Yeah, I have. I get. You know, they're sporadic. I don't ever know when I'm going to get them. I was really surprised last Monday to find it in my uh, in in my mailbox in uh, it, it, at ABC's press site. Um, so I never know. Who knows? I'm guessing because they're going to be at the Paley Center. You know, they're doing the Paley Center panel on yeah. uh, the second, I think, third, uh, March third, uh, two two Sundays from now. I'm guessing they're going to uh, screen that episode at Paley Center. That would be my oh, guess. That's cool. That would be my guess. Are you going to Paley? Um, I, no, you know what? I can't. Uh, I actually was invited. Um, I had a press invite. And so I just cool. can't, I just, you know, I, it's hard to get away and mm-hmm. it's plane ticket from Chicago to LA. Oh, expenses. Oh, absolutely. And I'm saving yeah, it because I'm really, really excited to, um, to go to Comic Con and spend mm-hmm. my five days in Comic Con over the summer. So that will Ooh. probably be my next trip to the West Coast, at least to that part of the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be in Seattle, I'm sure. But anyway. <laughs> Did you think that this was um, Jennifer Morrison's maybe second best yeah. performance? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say so. I think, yes, I think that um, – I think this was her strongest performance. 
Well, I like the finale when he was weeping for yeah, Henry. Yeah, that was really. It, but I thought it. that her reaction both to uh, Neil and to Rumpel yeah. was so powerful in this episode. I I've seen her cry. I've seen her be emotional. I've never seen her show outright fury. And to me, the best scene for her in this episode was when Henry said she was just like Regina. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That my, I mean my, I mean it almost brought tears to my eyes because it was just mm-hmm. sort of like that was the, it, it was the one thing that she wanted to avoid mm-hmm. with him because Henry had had such, you know. Yeah, horrible experiences, you know, in the last, whatever, 10 years. And then I felt bad for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did too, um, very much so. Um, but I want to go back to my thought that I had about um, the pilot and Rumpel. And then I'll, I'm going to go, we're going to go on. But um, there's that scene, you know, that, that main scene where we see him in the prison, the two scenes, mm-hmm. actually, the scene with Snow and then the scene. Is that? Is, does he have a scene with Regina in the pilot too, or is that the next episode? I think that's I can't the next remember. Episode. Yeah, I think it was the next episode. Okay, so so in that first episode where he's in prison and he has that conversation with Snow White, mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you, I was so blown away by that, not by the insanity. And the manic nature of Rumpel, because he's like virtually insane in that. Yeah, he scared me, man. I was scared. You know what? He didn't scare me so much as make me. It just broke my heart. Because if you look, if you watch his eyes in that Mm -hmm. in that scene, even with those ginormous contact lenses, and I will tell you, this was the first scene. This was the first, and I had not seen Carlisle in anything before. I missed train spotting. I missed the full Monty. I missed everything that he had been in. I hadn't seen anything. First time I've ever seen him in anything that I, you know, that I recall seeing him in. And I think it was the first time, period, I'd ever seen him in anything. And I was like, wow, there is so much pathos behind that insanity. I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this actor that's like affecting me in this way from this one little manic scene? And I don't usually like over the top acting. But, right. you could also, but you could also feel his anticipation that the curse was almost ready to come true. Yeah, but you don't see that in that scene because we don't know that yet. We don't know right. any of his history at that point. All we know is there's this there's this insane, crazy person in this in this prison. And he's been kept in prison. He looks, you know, emaciated, and he looks scary, and his clothes are tattered, and and he looks like he, you know, what do they feed this this guy? Because he was so emaciated, and but you just you just who is he? And and that one scene just like blew me away. And before I and I saw the the premiere, I saw the pilot about a month, about six weeks before the show premiered. And within, and in that, and I wrote a bunch of articles leading up to it, and mm-hmm. I went and I and I made it my business even before the first episode aired that I was going to find out what else this guy had done. So I, that's how much that one little scene blew me away. So, um, so yeah, there's pathos there. So 
I don't know why I got on that track, but okay. Um, but let's get back to Manhattan. Um, so yeah, Jennifer Morrison, great, great episode. So okay, so so Balefire and Mr. Gold's re- reunion. Again, that was heartbreaking. Does does yeah, it was. But before I get to the heartbreaking part, it's like you know, with the seer, does this man like never learn? He <laughs> ought to use magic. Like really, it's karma. It's it's going through the same thing over and over again because you're too blockheaded to learn the lesson. He's a really really smart person. I mean, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's a he's a brilliant strategist, right? Yeah. I mean, this curse. How brilliant is that? And he's like so. He's got these blinders on. And it it's really interesting because it's like, I'm going to take you back to when you were 14. What? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not, I, I could just see that. I could just see it in his head. He's like, do you think I really want to go through that again? <laughs> as right. much as I, as much as he would like to have his father there, uh, you know, back, I, I don't think that was ever going to be an option. And he just says, mm-hmm. are you crazy? Yeah. It was like the look on his face was like, so, but uh, I, I no, Michael Michael Raymond James was brilliant. He's in, so amazing. In, he went. They need to go ahead and sign him full time. Just they should. Yeah. You no, know, I will. I will. I would be very surprised if they don't for next season. Yeah. Um, he has to be around. I mean, yeah, he does. And look at look at his resume. If they don't sign him, he will, he'll be snapped up by somebody else. So they have to sign him. What else has he done? What is he known for? True Blood. Well, I mean, series. I knew him from True Blood, yeah. Yeah, um, and he's had so many guest spots in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Besides the starring roles on True Blood and Terriers. But he's I feel American. like if they don't sign him, he will be caught by somebody. Is he an American actor or is he a Brit? He's got a British sort of name. <laughs> so no, I'm not sure. I don't well, know. Everything like, I've seen him in, he has an American accent, but you know, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. No, no it really doesn't. Exactly. Uh, but but yeah. he had so many British actors on that show. Oh, he was in, okay, he was in Jack Reacher oh, recently. Oh, Jack Reacher, right, okay. Uh, which I did yeah, not. He's yeah, been, he's been around. He's he's a great, great actor. Well, what did you guys think? I wanted, okay. wanted to ask you guys, what about, what do you think about how simple the, remember how we were guessing, what did August show him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, here we are trying to think of this whole complicated yeah. thing of what it could be. Never in my wildest dreams did I think it was, uh, you know, the typewriter that says, I know you're Bellfire. I was like. Yeah, yeah. And people well, were asking about that. I assumed it was something that his stepping away would be noble. And to find out that it was selfish was kind of a surprise to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that, too. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, although that's like his daddy, so people were asking me about that all week. Like, what was that? What was it? Does he show him? I'm like, yeah, he show. They show. Yeah, he shows him. Oh, what? What is it? Is it, is it a? You know, is it a, a drawing of the dagger? Is a? I'm like, yeah. It's I thought it was a drawing. Yeah, a lot so of people. Yeah, like, so no, 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 no. <laughs> it's so much simple. Uh, he needs to return. Like more yeah. than just an occasional episode. Yeah. He yeah. August. Yeah. Um, so uh, getting back to the reunion between Balefire and Rompal, that mm-hmm. was just so, I love that scene, the anger, um, that mm-hmm. Michael Raymond James was able to bring to that 
this like mm-hmm. you know and and it really threw gold who's all he's done for 100 you know 200 years or however long it's been is pine for his son and live in regret and yeah. you know live in this in this angst of regret and remorse and and i mean we know remember the stranger last year i mean how willing he was oh, man. Yeah, you just go along with it, you know, snake oil customer right across his forehead, and you know, and really be willing to believe that his son is is gonna, you know, is gonna embrace him, and mm-hmm. now he he meets his son, and he doesn't want anything to do with him. He doesn't want to listen. He does, and but but you think from Balefire's standpoint, he's had that equal amount of time, and that last thing that he remembers. Was, oh, was still in letting go his hand, and that I flashed on another show when I when I when I heard that, you know, and I, I didn't flash on it so much in the episode uh, last season when when that happened, but I flashed on it this week, and that was, um, and Jimmy, I know you've seen all of Torchwood, uh, oh, yeah. but you know that image that Captain Jack has of um, letting go of his brother's hand. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's that's haunted him his whole life, all his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's as old as Rumpel, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's another immortal character. Um, but that, Another that, wonderful, fantastic actor. Who? I'm sorry. John Barrowman, who plays Captain oh, Jack. I love John Barrowman. Yes, yes. I would yes. watch him in anything. And he is from my area. He was, yes, he's Scottish, but he <laughs> grew up part of his life in my neighborhood, um, sort of, just like Jesse Schramm and Jennifer Morrison. Um, we, gr- we grow them around. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Morrison grew up about five miles from here. Her dad was the band director of a neighboring high school. Oh wow! Jesse Schramm grew up on the other side of me, about five miles from here, and she went to the high school on the other side of our high school, all in the same high school district. But John Barrowman didn't. He grew up sort of west and south of here. But um, but actually he's from Glasgow, um, another another great Scottish actor. Um, so, but um, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, yeah, right, the Torchwood connection. So I thought kind of, um, kind of, you know, that, that letting go – all, all he can think about is that moment when Rumpel abandoned him. And mm-hmm. um, I like this, and, and as Matt says in the chat room, um, I like how Emma points out that Neil abandoned her just like Rumpel yeah. abandoned him, just mm-hmm. like, ha, huh, Snow and Charming abandoned Emma. Such abandonment. There's there a, is a lot of abandonment issues going rampant. And, and parental but, angst is a real... But before thing. he said abandoned, he remembered how he was tender with his hands and that he used to be a good man. And then Rumpel said, I can be good again. Yes. So I think they're yes. mapping out how this is going to come about, that Rumpel somehow gets redeemed by by. Changing the abandonment to, to you know to finding I think it's going to be true, Henry probably. Yeah, I yeah. That, and and I loved you know and I I again last Monday I made a big deal about um, Rumpel's relationship with Henry and 
people kind of called me to task that had also seen the screener thing. No, 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 no. It was like such a minor thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, it's, it's, that it's was very such, significant. It was such a beautiful, first of all, it was a beautiful scene. Well, that made um, me wonder if maybe even though Rumpel didn't acknowledge that he knew he was related to Henry, maybe he felt some type of connection. There's a bond I, there. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, what did you think of um, um, Rumpel's reaction when uh, Henry was asking uh, Emma if that was his dad, and he's like standing aback. At first, he realized. Yeah. That he almost, this, he almost, and he, he almost like, peels over. He almost and, peels he, over at it. Which means yeah. this is totally unexpected. Not, yeah. His uh, his prophetic powers are not able to see everything. I think yeah, exactly. I mean, it was such a, the prophecy stuff was such a mess. He couldn't piece it together. I could see why he wouldn't consult it too often. I mean, that well, you can't expect him to know everything because first of all, I, that would kill the character. But and I wonder as well if he has suppressed it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he totally has. I mean, you get what you need for the immediate mission and everything right. else. I feel like he had the blinders mm-hmm. on. Right, and I feel that what he said to Henry about, um, and it is exactly, by the way, what um, what uh, the seer said to him is the future is a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the future is a puzzle, and you have you don't even have all the pieces. And the idea, the trick is to be able to distinguish what will be from what from, can be, and right. and being able to puzzle that out out of context. It's like sure. having almost a, a, a puzzle that is is all black or all white or or maybe op art, you know. But, but mm-hmm. why do you think that was the seer's parting gift to Rumpel, the prophecy about the young boy? And being his undoing. I mean, the the seer could have said a lot of other things. Yeah. But why that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why that? I don't know. Uh, because maybe that is the key. Remember, Rumpel's already the dark one when he sees the seer. And right. maybe that is the key. He is the key, the undoing of the dark one. So do you think the seer had a greater idea of what's actually going to go on than yeah, he actually I've... let Rumpel know? You know oh, what I'm wondering, though? All right, hang on. I think I'm on to something here. <laughs> She's talking to the dark one, right? She's talking mm-hmm. not to Rumpelstiltskin. The, no, she's the, talking the, to the dark one. She's talking to the dark one. The, and this young boy is going to be your undoing. Is it the undoing of the dark one? Mm-hmm. I think yes. Not the undoing of Rumpelstiltskin, but the undoing of the dark one. So, could the Dark One transfer to someone else and somehow Rumpel stay alive? And that could still be their Do ultimate Do you think that villain. will happen this season? No, the, no, no. No, not this season. But <laughs> I mean, they need an ultimate villain, and they haven't set themselves up for one yet, unless Rumpel or Regina would lose their way from away from redemption. And I don't. I think Regina has more chance of that than Rumpel does. Because Absolutely. Regina is being, being pulled in one right. direction, and Rumpel is being pulled in the other direction. Rumble is pulled in a direction towards um, towards being good. Now, I want to pause that a second because, yeah. you know, when is a big reveal like that going to happen? You know, like a redemption or this big, you know, and then I want to travel to something else in the <laughs> 10 minutes we have left. Um, somebody had said, you know, what about the, the ratings um, last night were not so impressive? And the ratings have been steadily declining. 
I don't most, understand most, that. It's been so good. Um, but but most I mean this we could get into a whole discussion about ratings degradation and what it's doing to network television. And you cannot look necessarily at Nielsen ratings. And I've had this conversation about Stargate Universe and other Mm -hmm. sci-fi shows uh, because people who watch this show, people who watch sci-fi shows, sci-fi channel shows like Stargate Universe, don't necessarily watch when it's broadcast. They Mm -hmm. DVR it. They watch it on on their computer. They Mm -hmm. stream it. Once upon a time, it can be streamed on any number of vehicles. Um, And I think you can't until they until they, they figure out a real way of of measuring cuz it's right. the same problem with the soaps these days i mean yeah, yeah. everybody's all soaps are out no they're not actually everybody i mean you can watch online you can yeah. do there's a and, million different ways and they haven't yeah. figured out how to to you know kind of gauge that or or well but that's just the advertising i mean we like to think that the ads are there to keep our shows on the air but it's the opposite yeah. i mean Right. If you're not watching the ads, you don't count. And right. that's the way it should be in their mind because that's their business model. It is. Right. And that's actually the way it's been. And I, I got my journalism start working for a business publication way back in the day. Um, and it was always a tension between the advertising and how much advertising versus how much content. And is the mm-hmm. content there for the advertising? Ha, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they pay the bills. Uh, so exactly. true. And, yeah, and there's been competition now. Once upon a time's ratings were up last night. They were in in the in in the chief demographics. They were definitely they? up, um, and they're competing against the Amazing Race, which is well, yeah. And the Golden Globe. Somebody in the chat box. The Golden, the Golden Globe. Globe. The NFL Champions. Championship. The Grammys. Right. NBA so, All Star Game. Okay. I mean, I'm not terribly terribly worried. Um, and and if you look at uh, TV by the numbers. It's almost certainly re- renewed for next year. I, I don't think there's any question that it'll. Yeah, be. I don't think they'll but, not re- they'll but, renew it. But if the ratings don't, you know, level off next year, next year could be the last year. I oh, hope don't say that. But we look at that in comparison, every, I mean, it's by I'm comparison not, not, because I'm most not. shows are yes. seeing their ratings going down. So it's yes. how much are they going down? Yes, and I'm not prognosticating. Yes, the rating yeah. down across the board. It's President's Weekend, mm-hmm. uh, so people aren't watching. They may watch. Now, I'd like to see the DVR plus seven. That's what I was just going to say. The DVR numbers, it, yeah. once they add all that, and the, the same day plus the DVR, I think it's going to, you know, definitely but be there. But they only count 40% of the DVR. Right. I mean, you, the DVR doesn't count the same as live viewing because of the ads, which – and right. Unless you're a Big Ben theory or The Walking Dead, your ratings aren't going up. I mean, everybody else is going down. So, True. yeah. <sighs> Unfortunately, I, think is, I really think the key is for the networks, just across the board in this day and age, they need to figure out a way to make it so that they're not so that their their the money that they're making doesn't completely jive with you know if if we're not watching the commercials but but you can watch it on hulu or you can get it on itunes you know you're not going to have that commercial stuff and right, so but you're buying they have to it. figure you're out a different yeah, but, right, yeah they need to figure out a different format yeah. in order for them to really you know kind of keep it going and and it's just a new age and and none of the networks have quite figured out exactly how to quantify yeah. the audiences and and that's what 
been going on in daytime TV, I just know. Personally, I know yeah. that, but just because of everything, but yeah. And, well, you know, and it's just watching the prime time. Well, you know, that's why watch- HBO and Showtime and Netflix, Netflix now with House of Cards, are having, like, the best shows because they're not worried about their ratings. They're creating. Right. Oh, I my mean, gosh. I think the breaks were terrible for Once Upon a Time, too. Yeah. yeah all this, this um, uh, weeks that you don't have it. Right. I mean, that's going to be true on any show, though. Yeah, but I and, and, you know, House used to fall victim every year to the American Idol curse. Uh, and, yeah. you know, there but would that's be... not a curse anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, right. But That's back true, then but just now, just yeah. now is like Big Bang Theory beating it, you know, until yeah. now. It but wasn't you know good. what, back then, I mean, season, you know, season three, season two, season five, season four, I don't count because of the writer's <laughs> guild strike, but you would have this these gaps, you know, so you'd have one episode in December, and then you'd have one episode in January, yeah. and one episode in February, and maybe two episodes in March. It and then you have from, you know, April on, you know, April and May go all the way through for six weeks. And, uh, you know, there are only 22 episodes and there are 52 weeks. So, yeah. Right. You've got, they have to spread it out somehow. So I'm not, uh, you know, uh, the, the breaks, yeah, the, uh, once upon a time, the breaks have not been terrible as they were during the house days. I will are, say that. Are the production um, costs for Once Upon a Time high for a scripted show, or do you think it's – because um, they're using a lot of green screen technology, yeah, so that's they're, they're using lowering the of, price. Yeah, they're they're using a ton of green – everything is green screen on that show. Um, you know, they do a little bit of location shooting, but I think almost everything is done with green screen. And they're mm-hmm. shooting in Canada. They're not shooting in L.A. So yeah. And none of the stars are really uh, – that they have in the show are really the the right. A plus they're, stars. So probably we have a better they a lot. They've been a few stars. I mean, I mean Jennifer Goodwin like had team. Big Love and Jennifer Morrison had House. So they they do have yeah, a few but they're people not, that have But good they're not going to demand the highest echelon pay. That's true. Yeah, at this I mean, point. Big, the show's biggest star is Robert Carlyle. Right. And he's a big star, but he has never been. Um, He's never been an A-lister in the sense that, you know, he's going to be in the next blockbuster because that's just not how he's managed his career. He's managed his career to do, you know, independent stuff. I mean, he's just, he's just to hear him speak, he's very content with doing these $1 million, million and a half dollar budget movies and funding that with doing TV or an occasional big show. But he's not, you know, he's not a $10 million an episode guy or even a $50 million an episode guy. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, you know, Matt says they film a lot in the forest. And, of course, being in Vancouver, uh, and, of course, they film in... Uh, in they film in Steveson, which they, is actually right. just over the Canadian border here up in Seattle. Right, like, and I think they do some filming on the island as well, over on yeah. Vancouver Island. As yeah, they I'm do. Not, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is beautiful. I love Vancouver Island, as you know, Christy. You and I have talked about that. I think it's oh yes, we have. I can't wait to get. Love to go back there and spend some time in Victoria and 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 various I'm other places thinking, on the island. I'm thinking um, we have so, to uh, plan that. <laughs> so we are almost out of time. We're down to our last minute. 
And last mm-hmm. week they cut us off. I don't know why, <laughs> but they cut us off. So um, I just want to say next week, next week, not next week, the next episode looks phenomenal. The Queen is Dead is the next episode, and I'll be previewing that as I get um, photos and um, spoilers and, and stuff. And so look for those things on the Let's Talk to blog, because I usually don't put stuff like that on blog critics because they're usually too short. Um, but anyway, um, so thank you guys for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Jerome Wetzel TV, you can find him on Twitter, at Jerome Wetzel TV. And Our Heart Chrissy, is that your Hi. Twitter name? And you can find them um, both. It's, it's, it's at Our Heart Radio. At Our Heart Radio. Twitter. She's got her own radio shows on Blog Talk Radio. And you can yeah. find all three of us on Blog Critics, where we all yep. write and um you know, file our stuff. We're all three of us TV writers, and I am Barbara Barnett, executive editor of Blog Critics and publisher of Let's Talk TV, the TV discussion blog. So thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, you for inviting me. It was hopefully fun as always. Hopefully you guys will be able to come back the next time we talk about Once Upon a Time. Well, I'm oh, now definitely. covering that every episode for Seat 42F, so I will I'll constantly be current. I will not uh-huh. fall behind. Sounds great. And I am going to say goodbye to everybody in the chat room. You can keep chatting if you'd like. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Barbara. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Winston. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.